What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy. I am back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. As always, I'm with my partner in crime, my dog. I've known him since I was like, what, 13, 14 years old, all the way up to manhood. My brother from another. Keith. What's good, brother? Ohio. What's good, y'all? Ain't shit, man. Back at it. Back at it again. Another week. Peace and love and blessings. Uh, shit. 9-11 was this week. You know, they call it, they call it a Patriot Day now. Really? Yeah. yeah that's... On the calendar and everything, Patriot Day. I'm like... I don't know. Like, did... I still call it 9-11. Yeah, like, did New York approve this? <laughs> yeah, no idea. I remember well, it's interesting. I was looking. I was looking through my um, my my calendar on 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 Google Calendar, and I got the holidays in there and everything. Then I saw a day called Indigenous Peoples Day. So I'm like, oh, what day is that? Matter of fact, and I had to do something. I was like, I gotta come back and check when it is. So I can write it down. It's an interesting day, or put it on my Instagram or something. And then um, it's on Columbus Day. I had no idea. Ooh, they, so it's a good day to know. Stealing. They's trying to steal back the day. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> take the date, reclaim it. Just trying to reclaim their time, so it was interesting. Well, they, they're so they're just like discovering the day. They discovered the day, so it's theirs now. Yeah, <laughs> it belongs to them, so that works. Um, Word. Shit, man, a lot going. Where were you at on nine eleven, brother? You remember that day? Yeah, um, I, I stayed home from school. I was working on a project, and the reason I stayed home from school was um, I had my road test, my first, my first test for a driver's license. On that day, September 11th, Tuesday, September 11th, 2001, at Red, in Red Hood, Hook, Brooklyn. But I didn't get to go because clearly the events happened, but uh, I was at home waiting for that time to come. I was at school. I remember the Michael Jackson movie had dropped the night before. Um, Not the movie, I'm bugging. The Michael Jackson concert, I mean, was the night before. Uh, I remember that. Remember the next day, Jay-Z album was coming out. I was hyped. I was about to to walk all the way from from Madison High School to the fucking record store. <laughs> Fye on one of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? The re- and they which really sold records in it just to get the blueprint. Probably pay like sixteen dollars for it. <laughs> Not the best pie. Nine ninety nine. iTunes nine ninety nine. About to pay like sixteen dollars just to get it in a big ass plastic case to bring to the cashier so they could take it out of it. Like I wasn't about to steal. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't about to steal this shit, nigga. But that never happened. <laughs> it never happened. I was in school. I remember. Uh, it was a bomb scare. We thought it was a bomb scare. A uh, fire alarms went off. People walking through the halls. I'm seeing this girl like that we knew crying, and I didn't know why she was crying. And then somebody was like, "Yeah, they 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 said they seen uh the plane go into the towers. Something something crazy like that. And I didn't know what they was talking about. So I put on my headphones and I put on AM radio. And bro, it sounded like the end of the world. It sounded like we was, you know what I'm saying? Like, attack. They was talking about attacks in Washington, attacks, plane crashes in Pennsylvania. I'm like, damn, what it go? Like, what the fuck? But um, we really wasn't tripping. We was, uh, we didn't know if we had football practice or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, right, right. so we was like, damn, do we stay? Do we go? Um, we, because, we, you know, we really didn't know what was going on. We, we thought it was like an accident. You know what I mean? Like a- Same here. I thought when I first heard it, like, oh, a plane went into the towers. Yeah. And so one of the towers... So I thought it was like an accident, like a plane got too close and a, and a and one of the wings clipped clipped the building. Yeah, yeah. So um. The, and then the new and then the the news channels. I don't really understand what was going on. Some of them were kind of funny or whatever. Sometimes I wasn't getting reception and and uh, then I saw what really happened. It was crazy. I had no idea, and I was I'm probably less than ten miles away. 
from where this thing happened. It was yeah, it was nuts. We was uh, I remember walking. I think because buses weren't really running like that either. It was weird. And I remember walking and randomly, bro. Like you remember high school. I think you could the amount of times that you would my mother just randomly would have been driving by. I think we can count on on one hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Less than that. And it's like my mom just happened to randomly be driving by because her gym wasn't too far from there. And I was like, all right, y'all, I'm out. And I I was tempted to stay in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, you know what? The ride's here. I'm hungry. Let me just go home. And then I got home. And then you that's when I started seeing what you were seeing on the news. But the the crazy thing is we're from New York City and I was desensitized to that because there was already a World Trade Center attack when I was even right, I was younger. Exactly. So I remember being home on that day and I remember that day vividly too, because the only channel that worked was CBS and they showed the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I, re- right. I remember that, bro. Like so it was kinda like, oh all right, you know what I mean? Like, it happens. You know what I mean? Like like, like what's going on? But then then you see in all day that's when i started realizing like yo this is all day they just staying with this news story all day and it's just like yeah. the radio stations like it was so then it started hitting me what i'm, what I'm seeing and I, and bro i don't know if you remember they had to show that plane fly into that building a million times on that day like i think people had to call the call the news and like stop showing that you know what i mean like it was nuts because and it still didn't hit you that that was people in the plane people in the, it looked like a movie you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, that, that's the thing. It looked like a movie. Right, they didn't look. Yeah, weird. it's like fireworks. Like, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, not even really grasping what's going on. And then you know you hear people falling out of, jumping out of buildings. Like, is it is? And the crazy thing about that day is there's still, I'm sure, millions upon millions of hours of of uh, stuff out there that we could just watch and just learn something new about that day. And you know what I'm saying? Movies out there. Like, it's it's, it's crazy. But um, another thing too is you know shout out to just all the first responders that, that showed up that day. And it's unfortunate that, you know I mean? A lot of them are having health issues now caused by the inhalation um, from the debris that day. It, 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 it's, it's just a sad day. You know what I mean? It, I don't want us to really ever forget that day. Cause it, it was, it's something to remember. And uh, you know what I mean? Shout out to everybody out there who experienced it. Had, you know what I mean? Some, 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 whether you just even didn't even know nobody, you weren't close to the area. You know what I mean? I know that, that day hit you in some way, shape, or form. Our lives changed after that. You know what I mean? It was never the same. So, shout out to you know what I mean. Everybody that's that's was old enough to remember it, and everybody that's young enough not to really remember it. Do your research and go just find out what happened that day because it was it was a crazy day. Yes, man. But we got to get on the lighter. Let's just get ratchet with it. Fuck it. Nikki and Cardi B. Rather, <laughs> we spoke about this a little bit last week, but we had just had like minor details about the little scuffle that had happened and um since that time uh the the bump on Cardi's head has become a meme. Um Oh did damn I'm, I'm behind on my meme. <laughs> yeah. Uh Nikki did a I, I guess Nikki has a podcast that I don't think anybody knew about until this episode. But <laughs> apparently uh everybody must have some type of following cuz you know what I mean she was out there just talking talking on the on the situation. And um, I believe she was with Flex. She had a guest caller call up, and it was, I, it's not really anything I'm, I'm into that much because it's too much negativity. I don't see why uh, there's this feel that when there's two female rappers in the game, they gotta go at each other's necks. I know it's been said time and time before. I believe originally on the Kings of Comedy, but you know what I'm saying the the, the OJs wasn't going at the Temptations. You know what I mean? Right. Even if. Katy Perry don't like Taylor Swift. They not about to throw hands, you know what I'm saying? And it's just this, 
it's that lack mentality like oh there's only but so much if if she's having fans that she must be taken away from my fans and you know what i mean i know it's hard to fight that energy sometimes but it's, this is there's way too many people in the world for y'all to be <laughs> you know what i mean like and, and nikki expressed that nikki said uh, on her radio show she felt like she was embarrassed that that had even happened you know what i mean that it had occurred in front of that crowd of people also uh right and it's just like but in general like whatever happens like y'all definitely there's no reason to be putting hands on each other for that for nonsense like that and, and, and in life they really ain't that many reasons but i don't know do you even care about the situation keith do i care um it, it, it is unfortunate but you know i wish it was on wax <laughs> i wish they were like rhyming like i wish, <laughs> I wish it was a battle battle I don't want to hear Cardi B doing no diss records. <laughs> you ain't. No, I don't want to hear Nicki Minaj do it. I like their music and everything, but I don't want to hear them do no diss records. But what I would say is, it was tough to see Marty Jannetty throwing through the barbershop window, right? It was unfortunate. But you had to see it. Like, it changed your life, right? It was, it was entertainment. Remember when Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the, the barbershop window? I believe he kicked him. He kicked him in the <laughs> oh, kicked him. Yeah, kicked yeah him. I believe he did the... the... Chin, sweet chin music, right through. Yeah, that he shit. did the sweet chin music. That was before it's called sweet chin music. Yep. And like, you don't want to see in entertainment. You don't want to see stuff like that because it's petty, it's stupid, it's two women. You know, you you'd like to see them build together. It's two black women. You like to see them build build together and stuff like that. But it was sort of entertaining. Mm-hmm. But just the way I feel about it, and you and you're tempted to take sides, and the side I take is Cardi B, man. Why is that? Look at. Cause she just, I'm mean, Lil Kim. Well, for, for all intents and purposes, she's little Nicki Minaj. She just came out being super petty, talking to the whole Travis Scott stuff, and, and, yeah, and that was um, weird. super hateful, like just super salty. Like she's Nicki Minaj is huge. She's too huge to be that salty at, at stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then like you're the, I don't get this thing of when something new comes along, it makes you feel insecure. You're like you're the one with time in the game you're the one who has the experience you know what i'm saying like you shouldn't feel uncomfortable because somebody else is making way you know what i mean that should help you feel more but not saying that's where it stems from either but it comes off like that it definitely comes yeah. off like oh i see you as a threat and i gotta take you out and like I, I, that is all types of corny <laughs> yeah definitely yeah like uh I, and i'm not don't I, i'm not dissing nobody but i'm not really a crazy fan of Nikki's music. I like her features, you know what I mean? I like stuff that she's on, but I, I, I haven't felt compelled to listen to the album. Um, Cardi, same thing. Like, I have listened to Cardi's album, but, you know, I like her singles. I like the stuff I hear her on. I like her features. And just, I don't, like, y'all could be in two different stratospheres. <laughs> There's really no reason for y'all, you know what I mean? Like, to even be like that. And the fact that y'all gotta be, like, around each other because y'all deciding to be in the same game is more reason why you should be collaborative instead of divisive, but that's the world we live in, Keith. All right, now I'll just say one thing on the situation, which is not necessarily about the beef, but you talked about Nicki Minaj's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really enjoyed it, but I enjoy it even less now. It makes you wonder, right? It's like when a when a team who, like an average team, you're like, oh, this team was a bum, they need a new coach, and then they got rid of the coach, and they just start to suck, and you realize that maybe the squad is bad, but the coach is was better than we thought. So, like, Safari, right? He stopped writing her music. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, for me, it just the music just got kind of weird. 
I mean, it was always weird. Yeah, but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when, I, could, I, could, I could bump to it before. When he was writing her music, you were, were, you, were you listening to her albums like that? I was, like, I can't say. Not really, yeah. but uh, I, I, like when they came on Shuffle, I used to do a little dance or whatever, <laughs> sing. When she came, when she does the little change of voice, when she turns into the character, I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, doing all that crazy shit. You rapping the monster verse, man? <laughs> yeah, I rap the monster verse. Well, well, now I don't know. It's just kind of I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that. No, there's, like there's definitely before. a different, and I don't know if it's actually even lyrics. It's just something about the aesthetic of the music. It doesn't hit you as much as it as it would have uh, a few years ago. And maybe that's maybe that was a hype train. Maybe that was the young money. You know what I'm saying? Train. But yeah. you can definitely see a creative difference between her and Drake when maybe they were like neck and neck in popularity at one point. You definitely yeah. see Drake just took it to the next level. And even with, with, with just how he lives life, you know what I mean? Like, Drake does find himself in beef with Kendrick Perkins and Pusha T, but you know what I'm saying? He's still cool enough to be like, all right, Meek, whatever, let's let's move on, you know what I mean? Like, let's, like what, we, ain't, we ain't hate each other like that, you know what I'm saying? Everybody out here just making money. And that's the type of maturity that you need Cardi, Nicki, maybe uh, MC Light to be the OG in the situation, or Queen Latifah, <laughs> <She> <laughs> somebody to pull him aside and, and talk to him about this, like, yo, yo, and somebody out there. <laughs> say, yo, they nigga pull up all the old, all, all the old acts who, who we stood passed through on, on the Martin episodes and Fresh Prince episodes. I love yo, I like yo, I always had a crush on yo, yo. Yeah. I wish yeah, Ice Cube. Uh, he could have done something with that. I think more than that. But uh, Yo Yo's out there. I think she doesn't. She like a. I think she has a radio show. I could be wrong. But, but she's always like been acting on the low, right? Like she's uh, have acting parts here and there. Yeah, I like. She's cute. I like. I like Yo Yo. Yeah. A little milfy, <laughs> milfy pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> football's back, bro. Yeah, that, that's exciting, man. That means that my my relationship goes on pause until about <laughs> January, end of January. <laughs> It's funny, it, you know, the NFL's got a awesome, not even because college football is awesome too. I like college football too, but uh, it, there's a product there that that is just like ingrained in American life because football like now means something to me. Like football is the goal for my like, American dream that I want to have the life where I just got weekends off. I got that Sunday dedicated to football. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 I want to live that life. Even like with, I want Saturday and Sunday off, not just football. Like I wish I could watch the Triple G fight tonight, but I gotta, I gotta go uh, to the grind later. But you know what I'm saying? Like I need that. That's the ideal American lifestyle that I think everyone thrives for. You know, a little nine to five, get your good money, come home, you got your weekends off, you got your Sunday dedicated to nothing but football, bro. And it, it, it's, it's got an excitement back. And in in you doing fantasy? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely do fantasy football, man. I, like two seasons ago, seasons ago, I was gonna give it up. I'm like, man, it takes too much time, and uh, I gotta study too much, and I gotta put money into it and all this type of stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep doing it. It's a good little hobby. I feel like it sharpens my brain. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I gave up on it because it was just. I think when I had a kid, it was started being like incredibly difficult to keep up with it, and it was just like. Eh, I kind of fell out of love with it, but I, even now that I'm not doing it, I can see myself eventually getting into it. Maybe a, a few seasons from now, it's got you got to be in a good league too. It's got to be that com- without the competitive shit talking, like I'm not really that much in love with it. I need that. <laughs> I need to be like making memes of niggas that lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's well, you, it's interesting. You you mentioned the thing about the the time thing, and we talked we talk about this a lot about taking time or whatever. So when fantasy football season started, I. I Literally unsubscribed from like maybe somewhere around ten podcasts because I over the summer you know there's less TV and stuff like that so and spring there's a little bit less good TV so 
I listen to a lot of podcasts in the morning, my morning commute while I'm working out, um, I even the commute, nighttime, whenever, like I have time. But now that I got fantasy football, I cut it down so that all, I cut down on my, on my podcast so that I have more time to do stuff like fantasy football or even to read or watch, watch all the good shows that are coming out. True, true, true. Make sure y'all listen to the Perfect Talk podcast. Don't turn us off, man. Yeah, <laughs> Play us in the background while you watch football. But um, no, nah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, with the time thing, I also had some other shit going on in my life when I first had a kid. <laughs> that was very time-consuming also. So, you know what I mean? Like, just drama and shit like that. So, and now I'm in a different space. And I, I could see myself doing it time-wise, but I'm just not – I don't have the, the desire for it. Like, last season, I think I just signed up because yeah, I needed an eighth person or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I just really wasn't. My heart wasn't in it. But yeah, man. Time. Yeah, time. Like I'm. I'm obsessed with with having my me time. Like I even changed careers. I went back to school just so I could have more time. Like I wanted to learn, work less hours, and make the same amount of money. And that's like that. That was like people ask me why I do certain. Why I do the career I do and all that stuff. And I was like. It ain't no greater love or nothing like that. I was like, man, I just wanted some Keith time. Yo, but that's and you seem like a happier person. Yeah, shit. I remember Keith was smoking cigarettes, just (laughs) 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 bitching all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was like Peggy Bundy, pretty much. That that was my life. (laughs) Keith, you got that new, you got that new swag, man. But if if I notice anything about this podcast, we uh forty three episodes deep. You know what I'm saying? Like Keith is. He's like, he could be an inspiration, you know what I'm saying? He's got answers to a lot of questions. He's a man that takes his destiny into his own hands. And that's why we have this segment here called Dear Perfect Talk. It's when I tell y'all love you week, hit us up on the Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hit y'all with the, with the uh, email because the Instagram just doesn't really give you that much uh, to, to elaborate. But I got in contact with a few people that hit us up that wanted advice, Keith. And uh, told him hit, hit me up on the private email, you know what I mean? Because like I said, on Instagram you can't really get what they're trying to say. So I had him send me an email, and this is dear perfect talk. All right, perfect. Yeah. First letter. Or email, I should say. What up, guys? This past spring, I've graduated from Georgia Tech University along with my girlfriend. We've been, a, sorry, I've been together with her since sophomore year, and the past three years have been great. This past summer, a female friend from high school contacted me via Facebook. She didn't contact me with any ulterior motive. We used to be good friends, but the pressures of college caused us to fall out of touch with each other. At first, I hid the Facebook convos from my girl because I didn't know my homegirl's intentions. And I still haven't told my girl because she's been cheated on before, and I don't want to make her insecure. However, I want to continue to be friends with my homegirl. Should I tell my girl or diss my homegirl? Keith, can you help this young man out right here? He actually didn't give a name. He wants to stay anonymous, but can you help him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, anonymous? You came to the right place, so you're smart by doing anonymous. You already got your cheat game on point, brother. You already, you already know, man. This dude, <laughs> this dude's a hidden sauce out there, man. <laughs> the Russians out there, but yeah, yeah. So. Let me get this right. So this young man, the girl that hit him up, she seems truly to be friendly. Like she's just reaching out, be like, "Hey, man, we we ain't kicking in a while," that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we said it, it wasn't with any ulterior motive, and they used to be good friends. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, so I guess she has if she if she has some type of intention, she hasn't taken it that direction yet. Yeah, you gotta tell you, you gotta tell your girl. You know what I'm saying? And now, 
The question is, do you have intentions? Because the truth is, man, on, on, on the low, you, I've, I've been that age, right? You're in college and you got a girlfriend and there's lots of really smart, eligible women out there for you all over the place. Like, the, like literally the best women that this country has to offer are there. They're smart. They'll, they'll call you out when you bullshit and all that type of stuff. And you really like it. There's a lot of them you like. It's hard to say. It's hard to say to commit yourself to one. And you even try to convince yourself. Oh, nah, she a friend. That's my homegirl. You you calling her over for study dates, nine o'clock at night, and it's just y'all two. The study group is just two people, just you and her. It sound real shit like that. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas did. <coughs> y'all, y'all niggas there eating Toll House cookies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Drinking Welch's grape and almond milk. The silk one, the silk was, at the same time. But <laughs> well, yeah, man, nah, you try to convince yourself. You gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself. Do you really like this this girl that hit you up on Facebook? You know what I'm saying? If if you do, and you really and subconsciously, then you dig down into yourself. You find out that you like it to be more than just friendly. You need to stop talking to her. But if you truly want to be friends, and she seems to have innocent motives and and really wants to reconnect, and 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 continue on your on your friendship that y'all had from when y'all were younger. Tell your girl, all three of y'all could be friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't know. there's a chance. <laughs> I was about to say. There's a chance that all three of y'all could be more than friends. <laughs> Sincerely yours, Keith. He did say Georgia Tech. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, but uh, yo, I would not. No, I, if you tell your girl, I, I you gotta let the home girl go because. I feel like the girl, even if she tells you she's cool with it, she ain't cool with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't cool with you having Facebook conversations. You know what I'm saying? And then, where can it go from Facebook? Text? She ain't gonna be cool with that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's always gonna be like an issue, I feel like. However, you know what I'm saying? You don't wanna lie, because then that causes its own. What do you mean by issue? Is that to say that usually. Is it a, are you saying that it's a girl thing or it's just like a, a, a man and woman thing where... Well, he said his girl had got cheated on before, right? Okay. So, I just feel like it, just someone, your, your homegirl from back in the day hit you up on Facebook. Like, imagine if he told the truth about everything. <laughs> My homegirl just hit me up. Mm. <laughs> Red flag, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what she, what she hitting you up for? You know what I'm saying? Like, then it's like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Oh, how long y'all been talking? Oh, oh. <laughs> we finding shit out today. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He might get the Marty Janetti. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> he get thrown through the butt, kicked through the bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'll say this: honesty, putting putting forth your tr- your truest truest self in a relationship is paramount. You know what I'm saying? Even if your relationship is not as advanced as a you know a marriage or an engagement, but even if you just have like a, a girl you really like and, and you're in college. You gotta be truthful. What's the worst that could happen? You lose her, and like I said earlier, you in an ocean of the best women in the country. <laughs> Georgia Tech, <laughs> it's a mixture of Southern Bells and Northern women who want to be Southern Bells. Like, what more could you want? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like ripping your jeans in a Levi's outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, ooh, that's what this relationship dissolving would be like. So be truthful, put forth your truest self. You want to be friends with this girl from high school. She, she, this person that you are friends with in high school is part of your life. It's part of who makes you. 
all the friends you've had through life are little are little parts of you. So say, listen, my homegirl hit me up. Um, you know, I think we all three of us should grab a drink if she's in town or you should come home with me. Whatever, like whatever it is, bring your, your girlfriend into the mix because leaving your girl, your wife, even your best friend out of some part of your life, it's a very small way of alienating them from you. And little, when you, when you stack up all the little small ways that you alienate a person, it becomes a really big deal. So that's my, that's why I see it as just let her in. And if she gets mad about it, it is what it is. And even if the relationship takes a hit, it is what it is. Nigga, you in Georgia Tech. <laughs> Can't lose. You wired up. And he writing his letter. Either he, he, he writing his letter because he either want to do something with the homegirl or letter, old school. Email. He writing his email because he either want to do something with his homegirl or he really like his girl. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really causing a conflict in his soul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Yes. So you know what I mean? With, like you can't, you just follow, like you said, follow your true self. You know what I mean? And you, you young, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either you gonna, either you gonna luck up or you can't lose. Cause like, like you said, there's you plenty know. of supple fish, fish in the sea, dog. At college, yeah. And it's, that, yeah. At college, is, you ain't gonna be in in that environment forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like take advantage. Take advantage. <laughs> Alright, we got one more. <laughs> um, this is from James from New York. Last, last one was from Georgia's James from New York um, I'm a 28 year old man Who has struggled with weight There are times I'm motivated to lose weight Like when I meet a new female Or An important event um, But if I don't get the girl Or the event has passed I lose the motivation Do you have any suggestions to be motivated For the long haul? Well hello James <laughs> Well <laughs> First and foremost, love yourself, man. It's good that, you, that you've been motivated. Do You know that you can do it. You've been motivated to lose weight. But the, what I'm worried about is all that motivation has came, come from the outside, right? There's an event or there's a girl. The girl goes, weight comes. The, event, the event's gone, weight comes back. You got you to gotta find that motivation within yourself. You have to say, what do I want out of my body? Why do I want to be healthier? Why is it good for me to achieve my goals and what I'm wanting the most out of life? Why? How does losing weight and being healthy fit into that? And that's what I have to say about James, man. And like I said, a lot of fish in the sea, dog. You want to be prepared. You don't want to wait till you're in a relationship. You want to be ready for any challenge that comes out you. It comes at you. You know what I'm saying? You going to Georgia Tech homecoming? Plenty of fish in the sea, dog. This nigga's not Georgia Tech. He from New York. <laughs> James is from New York, bro. Listen, man. You're like, nigga, go to Georgia Tech. <laughs> go to Georgia Tech, kid. You better go to 28 years old. You better go to grad school. Nah, man. Uh, yeah, well, I think he said it best, man. You want to be prepared. You don't want to wait till you meet the girl. You know what I mean? Like, you really want to know that that... You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You, you prepared for if any girl that comes along or for any event that comes along. You don't want to be that, that guy that's like, oh, I got to turn up. You know what I mean? You want it to be, oh, event coming up? All right, I've been on this motivation. I've been on this momentum path already. Let me just keep it going. So I, I, I struggle with that, too. I don't think James is uh, alone in that situation. You know what I mean? I, I feel, no, weight is tough. Yeah, it is. Weight is a tough, tough struggle. You know what I'm saying? Especially 
you know, you get past 25 years old and the weight just doesn't melt off on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, you know, just walking a, a little, a few minutes a day will, will keep your weight down, but now you gotta watch your diet and exercise hard and you know, keep your stress maintained and all this different type of stuff. So I definitely know the, know the struggle. It's hard, man, it's real out there. But you know, keep your head up, James, don't, uh, don't wanna hold you down, keep working at us. And anybody out there, that's our new segment, Dear Perfect Talk. Make sure you send your uh, questions, anything you got going on. We'll try to answer them for you to our best. You know what I mean? Keep hitting us up if we haven't read your, your, your question or your comment. And uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Also, check us out on, oh, or send us an email, rather, to, make sure I say this correctly. Here we go. PerfectTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that was a very old man way to end that segment. Let me, let me check my phone book. <laughs> let me check my little phone book for my email address. I wrote this down. I wrote the password down too. All right, I got it. Let me put on my, get my glasses. Put on, get my glasses. Put it at the tip of my nose. Shit, man. I, t- I was calling the shit letters, so you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, I'm old school, man. <laughs> Anything new on TV? Been been watching, brother. Yeah, well, I've been watching Better Call Saul. It's going slow for me. Um. I binge watched Fear Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh yeah, it's, like, I think it's on its fourth season now. What's a binge watch day for you? How many episodes is that? Or what you mean like in one day? Uh, or you just did it in a, in a? Nah, I did it over maybe the course of maybe like two weeks, maybe. Okay, just wait. So I watch like I watch like three episodes one day, skip two days, watch another four another day. You know, watch it back to back. And you watched the original and, uh, uh, Walking Dead also, right? I did watch I I watched that from the beginning. Like I watched that in real time. Like mm-hmm. like the when it came out, I watched it and then I've kept up with it. But I'm about to give up both of those shows because it becomes the same old thing. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, is there something that the Fear of the Walking Dead is is bringing that the original one doesn't, or it's it's pretty much the core of the same thing, just two different storylines? Well, it brings different types of relationships. So what they what Fear of the Walking Dead try to do is show what it was like at the very early stages of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like before, before the apocalypse was absolute, and there was still like normal human shit around. Yeah, like yeah. There was, school was still open, people were still going to work. I watched a uh, few episodes still... from the first seasons. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, like, I probably got halfway through it. Yeah, it was like they was wondering what the fuck is going on with their neighbors, and people was getting quarantined and shit like that. You, you talk about Fear of the Walking Dead, right? Yeah, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, whereas in the Walking Dead. Maybe like they did that for like an episode or two, maybe a couple episodes, but then after that it was like full fledged apocalypse. Like they, they were fighting hordes and stuff like that. So um, I'm about to quit that show because I don't know it, it's it's starting to become The Walking Dead. And the reason I started watching Fear of the Walking Dead was because I was tired of The Walking Dead. Mm. Yeah, and then um, another joint I'm watching is Atypical on Netflix. Atypical. Okay, what's that about? That one's about. Um, this 18-year-old, he's he has autism. Okay. And it's just basically his journey through life. Just it's a it's a coming of age show. It's him coming of age, finding, you know, dealing with girls, dealing with just growing up, dealing with becoming a man. And then shows um his challenge with with navigating the world with him having autism and his family, how his family deals with it and all that stuff. There's romance in there, there's stuff with sexuality in there. This stuff with dealing, you know, approaching manhood and all that type of stuff. So it's probably one of the few teenage shows based on a teenager that I'd watch. Okay. Mostly because they cuss in it, so. <laughs> you need that. Yeah. 
need that, man. Oh, shit. Yo, I'm, and of course, insecure. I'm, say, I'm, 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 I'm planning to have a binge day with that. Um, I got one episode into Ballers, but I haven't even used my uh, HBO subscription to its maximum yet in terms of the TV shows I'm used to watching. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to dedicate a binge day to Insecure and just we'll talk about, you know what I mean, where, where I'll catch up to where it's at and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Is it good, though? The good the season's good? How could you not catch up, dog? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Oh my God. I mean, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm, make, I'm making fire yeah. podcasts. I apologize. <laughs> you know I mean? How could you not catch up on Insecure, man? My daughter was starting school. I had priorities. My bad. Yeah, Issa Rae. You don't like black people, <laughs> man. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Insecure, uh, as always, is fire. Um, like I said, part, part of the reason I cut down my podcast listening is because I wanted to to focus on other stuff and you know they have some fire TV coming out sports so it's fire sports, sports football basketball you know basketball I'm, next, season, next month I mean yeah I'm st- I still am married for now so <laughs> I'm just trying to balance all these things that's um do you listen to music though it don't sound like you listen to much music you like in the, in the gym on the commute I'm podcasting you don't get your yeah I'm mean, pretty much I mean I listen I listen every I probably get new music try to catch up on new music like once a month but honestly barely uh, I listened to to the Eminem album. Um, I think everyone I spoke to had the same feedback as usual. The the lyrics are fire, but the beats are kind of basic. You know what I'm saying? I, I think you had said off air that he stopped messing with Dre, so his shit sound like all his beats sound like it was made in the dorm room. Oh, Dre, oh, Dre stopped messing with him. I should say. <laughs> well, Dre, yeah, 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 yeah. Dre stopped messing with. Him. Is it like some purposeful thing or was Dre just busy because he's working on... Well, if you're a billionaire, what you making beats for? <laughs> some, people, some people just love that. Yeah, shit, yeah. So. That's what I thought, right? That's what I would imagine. But nah, that's the vibe. I, like people like, nah, uh, Chronic ain't never coming... No, it's not, not Chronic. Uh, Detox. Detox ain't never coming out because Dre done got that money. I'm like, if you love... That's true. But you should have more free time now. <laughs> yeah. you well, you know, I mean, just, just to, to take, let's focus on that point of having money and like losing a love or not being focused on what you love. It, I think most people, when they, if they could cash out like that, they would stop doing what they quote unquote love. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got rich, you love, you love like teaching your daughter how to read and doing all this stuff. This is not to say that you would abandon her, but if you got rich, you would start getting tutors and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And then you'd want to show up at the end of the session, but oh, baby, show me what you did. Even though you did, you're you're not the one who put them lessons in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think if you could do that with parenthood, like outsource some of your parenthood, you damn sure gonna do that shit with music, which was an occupation for him for how many decades? <laughs> Beyond, bro. Like shit, 30, 30 years now, maybe. Be yeah, like Jay Z. Look at look at Jay Z. He didn't stop making music with this thing. He, well, I don't think he's a billionaire yet, but pretty rich. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very he's very very rich. But I feel he's he doesn't have the same kind of wealth that Dre had. Like Dre had like just one huge windfall. Yeah, just... And Jay Z worked for like not to say that Dre didn't, but Jay Z is working continuously. Him and his wife are working like. And they're still accumulating their money and their wealth and stuff like that. Like they're still invo- very much involved in the projects and investments that they got. It's like it's two things. I think maybe the music industry, unless you really want to do it totally independently, you gotta submit your music to somebody at some point or another. And if you have fuck you money, I think it's very hard to humble yourself. 
like that sometimes. You, so, you know what I mean? You, you put it in your own hands. You distribute your own music, and maybe you just don't want to spend your money like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not what he wants to invest his own money into, and nor does he feel like going to a record company, you know what I'm saying, for a deal, quote-unquote deal or something like that. Um, I'm sure something could be worked out. I'm sure if he really wanted to make beats, though, he could have. Uh, he also yeah, lost a son, you know what I mean? We, I think in this country, we kind of like celebrity grieving process. We, we don't really take it serious, you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or, or give him as much respect as they should, I guess. But he could, he could possibly still be dealing with stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, you don't necessarily want to go back to it. Yeah. I mean, the American dream is to just say fuck you to some type of establishment. Like, that's the American dream. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? So when when you get that shit, saying saying fuck you to some type of establishment, whether whether it's the record industry or the government or whatever, that shit trumps any a lot of your artistic aspirations that you had before. For many people, not everyone, but for many people. So kudos to to Dr. Dre, man. This nigga said fuck you to a lot of industries all at the same time: the tech industry, the music industry. He ain't trying to be making no beats. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's pretty rich. He's good. <laughs> he was rich before. Yeah. He was rich before the headphones. So he's good. And he's even better now, man. Speaking of the music industry and and, and just and actually tragedy, man. Rest in peace to Mac Miller, uh, who, who tragically overdosed um, recently. And definitely was a fan of his music. I it's, it's, I think everyone that that pays attention to Mac Miller knew he he was dealing with issues of uh, drug use. Um, and that's why you got you can't. Uh, th- you can't even play around with stuff, bro. You can't even experiment, man. You, anybody young out there? I know sometimes shit seem cool, or you think the rappers is doing it. It's not worth getting that habit. Now you got to pay money to support the habit. You got to pay money sometimes to kick the habit. And at the end of the day, you could pay the ultimate price with your life. You know what I mean? So, it's it's not the cool thing to say. I guess it's not the things that people are uh, all the rappers are running out and saying. And but you got you got to stay off that stuff, man. Like it's your body and you never know how you're gonna react to it you might not react to it like other people do like Stephen a smith said stay away from the weed nah but for real though he um did they did they say what substance no nah, matter of fact they took the toxicology report but it's not in yet it's gonna take a couple of weeks yeah the latest i heard was he was dead for a few hours before they found him which is sad too yeah they said he had some kind of party the night before and then um i think they found him like noon on the one day and then um he had some some friends over up into the wee hours of the morning like that preview from the previous day into the wee hours of the morning of the day that he he was found dead yeah. but uh um, yeah I, and i remember in wiz khalifa's last uh breakfast club interview uh they asked him are you still talk to mac miller he was like nah and he was like why you know he was like uh because i don't want to i don't spend my time to talk to people who don't listen you know what i mean he's like he, I, he gonna do what he gonna do you know what I mean? And, and that's what I took from that comment. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes people don't want to hear you. Like, yo, you got to get some help. You got to do this. You know what I mean? Your girl just left you. You just got a DWI. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's sad it had to end up like that. But um, he made great music. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. I like a lot of Mac Miller's music. I thought he was talented. I didn't... I think he... By the time he... If I'm not mistaken, he had an MTV show, right? Like a reality show. Yeah. yeah. By the time he reached that point, I kind of really wasn't paying that much attention to him. So I don't know the direction his music take. People seem to like his music, though, his past albums uh, seem to have been successful. That The last one I remember, I think it was called Red Dot Music or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, no, he's definitely a talented kid. Sad to see him go to such a young age. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a tragedy, but 
Rest in peace, Mac. And kids use it as a use it as a lesson, you know what I mean? Use it as a life lesson, man. I, I gotta I gotta switch things up real quick though, man. And just it, it, I don't even I don't even like bitching, but I gotta say this, man. What the fuck is up with customer service in this country? Like, <laughs> like what is going, bro? Like, I don't even know if I t- if I said this before on the podcast, but I, I I was at two different McDonald's. Don't ask me why. And these motherfuckers got flies flying around, like not around the food and shit, but in the establishment. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, what I'm oh, saying? this is an establishment. It's definitely around the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, yeah, but I'm saying I didn't see him around the food, but like I see flies in there. I'm already disgusted. Like, I don't even need to see him around the food. The fucking uh, the customer service, you know what I'm saying? The people behind the counter, private conversations. They they have their own world. You waiting extra long for food? I'm like, yo, what is going on here? And it's like universal with a bunch of McDonald's to the point where I'm just like, I ain't fucking with McDonald's no more. You know what I'm saying? Unless like once in a while type shit. You know what I'm saying? Even then, I don't even feel like I should. I had a a, a mechanic appointment this week. I had a recall on my car. I'm talking about. I made an appointment. For the to, for the part, they said they got it in. Texted me they got the part in. Made the appointment. Texted me to confirm the appointment. Texted me an hour before the appointment. I drive out there just to hear, oh, we don't have your part. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> all this all this texting me all day. Like nobody could say, all right, sir, just don't waste your trip. Don't bring your three year old daughter with you <laughs> and waste the trip all the way down here. Like, but people don't care about customer service no more, bro. Like it's it's. I don't even know. That's my. He said. You said no more. You hit on some old back in my day type <laughs> shit. The customer service is always bad. The customer service is always bad when customer service doesn't need to be good. You know what I'm saying? So McDonald's. If you in a McDonald's, that means that you don't give a fuck about customer service. So they're gonna f- fling your, your burger at you and your you know your drink or your your medium fries or whatever and be away with you. And plus, McDonald's is a franchise, so customer service doesn't have to be. Um, like consistent across that that company's restaurant. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Not just McDonald's. I'm just using them as the example. Yeah, no, no. But yeah. Like, yeah, but just as an example. But like, it's not a new phenomenon. Like, customer service always been bad when either it doesn't. They feel like it doesn't matter for for the, for that business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you went to what the Ford dealership. Yeah. So usually they like um, dealerships are pretty good about it because they want you to buy more cars when you're done with your current car. So. I, it sucks on that one, but it could depend on what, what, what the the area that I was in or the region that I was in. Because my exp- my l- limited experience with dealerships, I have I've only been to a dealership like twice to to deal with them, and both both times have been um, really positive experiences. But yeah, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, though, nah, like, like that. But the dealership was shitty. But Ford itself with the recall is kind of shitty. Like they've been telling me about this recall for like the past year. You know, it's, it's an airbag yeah. recall. Like. You know what I mean? Like, but there's no, there's no like uh, need to move fast for them. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, also, you're older, man. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, the comedian, had this joke. He said, um, he said he used to hate cops, but then he started owning shit. So like, the <laughs> cops are his, the cops are his best friends now. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of a, a similar thing. Like, it could be the case that you just didn't. It didn't matter when you're 25. Right, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you're 22 years old. You, if you call the bank, you're not really calling the bank. If anything, the bank is calling you overdraft or you owe something. 
But now you got to call people. You got to depend on businesses to make sure you keep your life happy. And for that reason, you see people start getting a little bit older. They start hitting 30 and start paying extra shit because there's more people to help them out. Like I pay, you know, like I, you know, I pay into American Express because the, the customer service is incredible. I pay Amazon Prime to be a Prime member because the customer service and the perks are amazing. You, so, you wait, know. you got to pay your, you pay your credit card? What do you mean? Like some, cre- some credit cards, you have to pay a membership fee. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. It's, it's just. I thought we was making America great again. That's all. My fault. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you, well, you ain't see you complaining that you, you're bitching that it's not great yet. <laughs> nah, but um. No, no. You know what it is? It's not even that. To be honest with you, you no, know, you're making a good point. For me, I guess I've had customer service jobs. I've been cashier jobs. I guess not cashier, but like retail jobs where you know you selling people stuff and. Maybe because it was based on my, I was commission based, so maybe you know what I'm saying it was based on my 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 paycheck. But I went the extra mile for people, you know what I'm saying. Or when someone had an issue that didn't necessarily affect my paycheck, I still helped them out because I know what it's like to be on that side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like that's I think that's more so what stems from me. Like, but you can't you can't live life like that. You can't be like, well, I do this, so everybody should do that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. First of all, uh, um, it, it always irks me when say I I when people say I do this, so other people should yeah. should should do the same. Like it. You don't know their background, but anyway, that's that's another argument for hate, another I, day. Bro, no, I hate it too. I, I, that's why I, that's why I had to stop myself from saying it. Like you can't think like that because I hate when people say that too. Well, I'm polite, so no, I don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it, it. Um, yeah, I get it, man. You're disappointed, like people. You feel like people, at the very least, they should be trained to act a certain way, like to go to a more extreme case, like the whole Starbucks thing, to be trained to have that empathy of knowing that other people like to make them feel nice and and feel make them feel like they're on the highest order of humanity it's important to your job you know what i'm saying it's important to the success of your job and your business and you know if your business if the business for which you work succeeds then you succeed but you know everybody if you work at mcdonald's you don't give a shit like, i worked at mcdonald's i didn't give a shit about the success of my company but I, I wanted to make sure i had the flyest suit that i can afford for prom yeah. i was just and when when prom was done, nigga, I quit. <laughs> and they knew that. I, they they didn't give a fuck when they hired you. They didn't hire you for your customer service. They hired you because of the body. You seem like you exactly. follow directions. Yeah. So it's it's, it's just fun. like like companies I've worked for have had uh at least a computer module on customer service. And I know McDonald's. I never worked at McDonald's, but I know McDonald's doesn't have anything like that. And it's just like, bro, you serve so many people a day. <laughs> as a moral responsibility, you should have a, a, a five minute module on customer service. But you know, like, I can't even get mad at the people that work there. It's like, why am I? You can't get mad at the I, owner either, man. No, no, I don't get mad at the owner. It's a friend, like you said, it's a franchise. I, I get mad at the McDonald's, the corporation. Like they should care, but that doesn't affect their bottom line. So I understand 100 percent why they don't. I need to not spend my money there. <laughs> I'm mad at me, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you have to live life. If something doesn't work for you, don't support it. Don't spend your right. money. And like, and like I said, man, the this piece of advice, and I, and I mentioned in the last episode, applies to every facet of life. This piece of advice applies to every facet in life. Don't fuck with cashiers. <laughs> Don't fuck with cashiers, man. <laughs> I told you, it never gets you anywhere good. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> it's time for the, for the final topic where we break down the big news of the week, man. Motherfucking Serena Williams. We spoke about this last week, but shit done, shit done hit the fans since last week, E. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it took a. It, I mean, 
shit was all up in the fan just initially, like just in the immediate um, aftermath of that match. I call it aftermath, like as if it was some kind of <laughs> catastrophic event. Why, but... why you got to use that terminology for the black woman? <laughs> <laughs> why you got to use that? In the wake of that match, they, uh, the terrorist they attack by Serena fan. Williams. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it, it's taken different angles as as the talking head started putting some opinions to the situation. And, um, you know, cartoonists and journalists and all that stuff. So you could just lay out a little summary of what happened since we spoke of, spoke about it last. Well, to give you a quick background, Serena Williams has lost the U.S. Open uh, finals to, uh, I'm, I don't want to. Naomi Osaka. There you go, Keith, no. <laughs> um, but during the match, she had gotten to a shouting match of sorts with the umpire uh, because she was penalized twice. Um once for slamming her racket, I'm not sure what the other one was for. I can't remember, but I think it, I think it being like offensive language or language that the umpire found offensive. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And um, she was was she deducted a point or a match? I think she was deducted a point. A right? game. A game. Okay. At the end of it, she was deducted a game. Okay. Um. So she had expressed her anger to the umpire, um, and then expressed her anger during the post game. Post game is that what they call it in tennis? Post match. <laughs> uh, press conference. Uh, she called it sexist. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. If she necessarily put the race element into it, but I know people have said that there's a racial element into it. Anything that deals with Serena Williams um, being treated unfairly is going to have a racial element to it because of the sport that she plays. Um, but but she did put the put the narrative out there that this umpire was sexist. Um, since then. People like Stephen A. Smith, who's getting way too many shout-outs on the show today, um, has come out and said that he's in support of the umpire. He thought Serena was wrong. Um, I've heard other people say both were in the wrong. Um, I've heard people bring up statistics of when that same umpire has done it to men. Um, but in the wake of all this, everyone has an opinion. It was like assholes. Everyone's got a fucking opinion. And uh, other tennis players have come out and said, nah, that's bullshit. She only brought that up because she was losing. She only made that issue of it because she was losing. She was about to lose anyway and get washed. Um, like Keith alluded to earlier, there's been a cartoonist out there, uh, Mark Knight, who drew a picture of Serena in a very unflattering light, uh, very big lips, huge hair, um, and basically having a temper tantrum on the tennis court uh, in juxtaposition to her opponent, who was very docile, and the umpire asking, can you please just let her win? Uh so there's a lot of elements there, you know, treating her like a, making her look like a child, the racial element. Um, this particular artist came under fire for that. Um, he has drawn many other offensive uh, pictures as well. There's one of uh, Kim Jong-un, right? I think I'm getting that right. Uh, uh, Kim Jong-un, you're talking about the, the leader of North Korea. <laughs> correct. Uh, there's a very unflattering picture of him that has some racial elements of um, Asian satire that, you know, we've seen. Um, there's a picture of Trump that, that's very unflattering as well in terms of his features, very thin lips and eyes, um, ridiculous looking uh, look on his face. Um, it's it's it's, a, it's it's so there's an argument to be made that it wasn't directed at Serena, the whole racial element. Either way, offensive is offensive. Whether you do it all the time doesn't make it right. It shouldn't happen at all. Um, another publication actually reprinted the same cartoon, uh, the picture of Serena, and put it on their cover, which got people upset as well. Um, her husband has come out and spoke against the cartoon. 
and, and, and just people, like I said, everyone's had an opinion of, on the match. Some people are in favor of her. Some people are not. Um, I guess I'll talk first, and I'll let Keith give his, his view on the whole situation. Um, I, I think Serena may have outspoken, but not – oh, sorry, but she may have been mistaken. And I, I don't think it was necessarily a sexism thing. I do think, however, when you're, like, the number one athlete in, in, in a sport or, or a top athlete, you – begin to get used to special treatment and you put yourself in a different standard so when you get a technical or a flag for something that maybe a lesser player wouldn't have even got that far they would have you know what i mean i'll use the analogy of basketball uh draymond green gets away with a lot of stuff whereas a lesser player might not even get away with, with, with one fuck you or what the fuck you know what i mean without getting teed up um you've seen the same thing with steph curry in in the playoffs uh, steph curry's mild-mannered you know what i'm saying he Lost his damn mind and threw his mouthpiece at a person in the in the crowd. You know what I mean? Because he just for the moment. You know what I mean? You kind of forget. You get caught up in that moment and you're not used to uh, being held to the same standard as everyone else. And I think Serena fell into that. She wasn't. Uh, the match wasn't going favorably. She wanted to express her anger, and he took offense with it, which he he has done before with female and male tennis players, and. You're at the beck and call of the umpires in baseball. You're at the beck and call of the the, the referees in uh, basketball. Uh, same thing in football. You know what I mean? Like if they want to be dicks, you you have to play with. They're the whistleblowers. You have to play within their rules. Um, so like I said, I I think necessarily by taking the sexism aspect of it, and I can see why she feels like that. I didn't know he had done those other uh uh he get penalized men. Uh, the same amount of time. I didn't know Raphael Nadal that came out and spoke out against this guy until uh, obviously more information had come out about the umpire. Um, so I could see why she felt like that in the moment. Uh, sometimes things happen to me and I'm like, oh, this is happening because I'm black. You know what I mean? I'm the only black person here. So I can see why she felt like that. But it, it, at the end of the day, I do believe you play a sport and you kind of got to play by the rules. How you feel, Keith? Oh, but in terms of the racism cartoon and everything like that, offensive is offensive, and whether you do it all the time or you've done it the first time, that's wrong. And I don't think you should uh, draw people in racially insensitive uh, caricatures. Yeah, they they do they um. Well, first I'll talk about the cartoon and the offensive thing. The defense of well, this person is offensive to everyone, so don't be mad about this one. Is absolutely dumb. Just stop being offensive. All together. That's, that's the Hitler defense. So he hates everyone. <laughs> you know it's, I mean? just, like, it's the Trump of defense. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he roasts everybody. So it's cool for the president to roast this person. Yeah, nah. and, it's, and it's just so awful. Like, it's, it's, it is awful. So, like, I don't know what to say about that except to say that it's offensive, period. Like, it's, it's messed up. But the fact that he's messed up to everyone shouldn't be a defense. Something that in, I, I've always been mindful of in my minstrel art. You know what I'm saying? But when I went to the African American, the, the National Museum for African American History and Culture, they had like a little section on like just min- the history of minstrel art and showed like Aunt Jemima and all that type of stuff. And um, it makes you particularly sensitive to how black people are depicted in, in art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these caricatures of huge lips and being like a beastly type figure and all this type of stuff, it really, it touches a certain... I guess it's a trigger, so to speak. They, they use this word trigger nowadays. It's a trigger because I know how people view black people, even people who are quote unquote racially sensitive or I hang out with black people or my favorite coworker is a black person. I've had five black There's, people in my house before. Yeah, shit like that. Like I, I know 
even those people, whether it, it could be argued whether or not it's their fault they they hold certain views because it's so ingrained and and it's some of it could be attributed to history or upbringing, but the views are still there. There, there's some, sometimes many times they're subconscious or what's the the word they use now? Implicit bias. Okay. Right, but. So that's why I'm sensitive to this thing because this is how people view people. And Australia is notorious for being a racist country. Okay. Yeah, so that's that. Serena Williams, she was getting her ass bust in that, in that final. So that's why, as, as a sports fan, watching it, and I watched this match in real time, and I saw her getting her, legitimately getting her ass bust. You know, she was returning, so she wasn't laying down. Like, she was putting forth a, a good fight, but then... I heard Trevor Noah say that you wouldn't say a man is melting down or whatever. That's true, but I would say she's losing her composure. And that, that you would say about a man. That you have, would say about have you, Dreamline Green. Have, have you seen male athletes behave the same, like, the same way? Yeah. Okay. You mean complain and let the, like... No, let, I guess... Actually, like, I didn't see it in real time. I seen clips of it. She did seem like almost in tears while on the court. You know what I mean? Like that she was so upset. Like, have, so you like you're saying that you see that same passion for for men. You behave the same because I guess I think that's where the melting down comes from. Like that's, that's part of it. You know what I mean? Like her kind of losing her composure, her screaming, her slamming her racket, uh, the to- amount of time that it took. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're saying you have seen that from male counterparts as well, right? crying and all that stuff i mean i think society doesn't allow a man to cry particularly an athlete so you would i wouldn't say uh behavior for behavior everything was identical uh-huh. but the over the overall tenor of of how she acted out yeah i've seen male, male athletes do that all the time and yeah. i was just about i just mentioned draymond green he may not have been crying tears but you know, a lot of these guys just bug out. Mm-hmm. All right, you, you look at football. That um, joint where where um, Odell Beckham Jr. was, he, he did some crazy shit. Like he the what's the net that kickers use to practice? The uh, he, field, uh, field goal practice net. Yeah, he hit that joint and it fell back on him. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the player? I forgot which which finals it was. Somebody punched something and cut their hands. Like they punch one of those fire extinguisher joints and they cut their. Oh, uh, Mari Stoudemire. LeBron, too, in the finals this year. He punched the wall after J.R. Smith. Yeah, you, you heard his hand. I mean, nobody found out about it until the finals. Well, the story wasn't confirmed until the finals were over. But, yeah, like J, um, LeBron losing it there because, you know, and a lot of these guys are facing superior, superior opponents. In this case, Serena Williams is facing a superior opponent, right? And superior is relative. In this particular match, the, the, the opponent was superior. LeBron James, the best athlete, the best basketball player in the world. I think the best basketball player ever. But his opponent in this particular matchup was, it was superior. And she lost the composure. And it, it really wasn't a good look for the best, for the best athlete in her sport. Yeah. It's really, it really, really tough to watch as a sports fan. So um, I think people saw the, the, the tears and, and all that stuff. And... Um, yeah, I tend to side with Stephen A. Smith on the point that, or let me say, I, I, uh, the the using the word meltdown maybe it's a semantics thing because you know it's like using the word hysterical. Mm-hmm. 
for a woman and not a man, but I do think she lost the composure, especially her being a veteran in the sport and her being the best in her sport. In that particular case, she lost the composure. And, um, you know, the, the woman card, pulling the woman card, it was legitimate, but it lost its impact in that moment. Yeah, exactly. So, so penalizing her an entire game for acting out in a time where she was particularly frustrated, I think the ref could have just let it play out. I think, or the umpire, whatever. Sorry, tennis is not my first sport, but the, the umpire could have let that play out. The words, that could bounce right off him. He should have just kept reffing the game and just let it play out because Naomi Osaka, I think she would have won anyway. And if she didn't, she didn't. But you pretty much gave the game and you injected yourself into the, into the, into the match. And that was fucked up, just on a sports level. Yeah, the that, woman thing is legitimate, but especially in the fu- in finals and championship games, referees don't need to decide the result. Right. I'm not saying that he did it, but but the fact that I, I'm seeing way too much camera time of you, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like I, I didn't see it in the moment, so maybe he didn't want all that. Maybe he kind of was like, yeah, "Why is this she getting away from me?" You know what I'm saying? But it it it, it is. Yeah, and, and I feel what you're saying about the words uh, hysterics and meltdown. It's like saying she got her panties in a bunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. yeah, it's, 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 you wouldn't say that about a man. So, um, dog, that's episode 43. We getting old. Yeah, man. <laughs> 43, you know what I'm saying? But we still got that still got that dad bod. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? We, we, ain't give, Working it. we ain't give up on that quite yet, man. Check us out on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Also, check us out. If you have a question <laughs> at perfect talk podcast at gmail.com for our dear perfect talk segment. Any questions you got, any advice you may need, hit us up. Perfect talk podcast at gmail.com. Keith, where can they find you at on social media, dog? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Hit me up. That's what I like to hear. Uh, AO Niche, Miss Perfect Touch. You can find her on Instagram, on Sound, Snapchat, I think the kids call it, and also Facebook at AO Niche. Check her out. Uh, I go by the name of DJ Playboy, but on Instagram and Snapchat, you can find me at Plickapeasy. You know what I mean? And uh, on the PlayStation Network, uh, Bruno Tom, giving y'all the business in this 2K and Madden, whatever y'all want. Um... And check us out, man. That's it. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music. Leave a review. Listen to this shit like five times if you don't mind. And uh, tell them what you think. Leave a rating. I think we up out of here. You got any advice for the people, Keith? Any last words? Nah, man. Live life and invest. Yes, yes, yes. And make sure you work out, man. Shout out to everybody that sent us a letter this week. Um, A letter? I'm old school, bro. <laughs> An email on this episode, man. We're going to try to get to the rest of y'all, man. We up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace.